You're listening to Campus Review Radio. The good news is, yes, it's, it's, we know it's coming. So, I mean, there's a bear you can imagine is just going to pop up in front of you, and no one expected that. A test, we can expect that, unless it's a random pop quiz. There's rarely a time that that's not going to happen. So we can prep for it. And the, the greatest way to prep for an exam is, is essentially to kind of take a page from elite athletes or military, and that is train as the final situation will demand for. Um, so a lot of the time you'll see athletes training in hot cognition scenarios. They won't just sit there and you know kick a ball back and forth for two hours. They'll play game-type situations and have two-minute drills. The whole point being that when you finally get to that situation in real life, it's no longer seen as threatening because you've been there, done that, and prepped for it before. So you can stay in cool cognition when you're in a stressful situation. So you can imagine for prep then for exams, what this kind of thing means is if you're, you know, it's, it's going to be different for everyone, but for the most part, if you're sitting at home on your bed, you know, pretty cool, calm and relaxed, listening to your music, talking to your friends on Facebook while you're studying, that's so far removed from the actual exam condition that you are more likely to have a threat response or a stress response when you get into the exam because you didn't actually prep for that type of situation. So the first thing we say is look at, look at the way you're prepping and try your best to mimic, to mimic what kind of stressors, what kind of environment you're going to be in so that when you get there, ideally you, you're not going to say, oh, this is threatening. You're going to say, okay, I've seen this before. Still feel a little bit of threat, stress, but I can stay in cool cognition and keep it cool. If you do find yourself in the situation and you have kind of swung into mind blank, then there are ways to kind of pull it back. The whole thing is you got to think about, okay, I want to shut off. No, not shut off. I want to gain control over and calm down this emotional network. And that's when the kind of the relaxation techniques really kick in. So if you're deep in it, put everything down, stop. You're not going to, the more you fight, the worse it's going to get. So don't fight it. Sit back, ride that wave and start deep breathing, trying to calm down the, uh, your stress response system Try to, um, this is where that kind of cognitive behavioral stuff will come in too. So if you have techniques that you've practiced in the past, I don't know if it's crunching a stress ball or if it's tapping your toe or if it's counting backwards from 10, there's a bunch of different techniques you can use. And the whole point is to allow the system to run its course because you can never stop the response and you can only exacerbate it by worrying about trying to stop it. So it's about letting it run its course, stepping back, and when you cool down, then you can return then back to the situation, and ideally you'll find something. And if for some reason you still have nothing, you, you calm down and there's just still nothing, the next thing you can do is just essentially start writing. As you try and find a thread to pick up, that will then get you back on track. So all of our memories are essentially like webs, and if you can pull the right thread, then you'll open up an entire web. Um, so you'll see this a lot by public speakers. If, if they have a mind blank in front of people, You'll see their eyes go wide, and then they'll just start talking gibberish. But the whole point of doing that is so that eventually one of the words they say in gibberish is going to ring the right bell, and they're going to be able to kind of catch back up with where they need to be. So the same thing kind of can happen in tests. If you just start writing, if you can't get anything at all, just start writing. Something you put down will ideally open up a web, and then you can jump back in. The more 
<laughs> stressor is, the more apt you're going to be to have a mind blank. Um, now, it doesn't. Some people are more susceptible to others, but it is because it is a stress response. Absolutely, the more stress you can expect to have on something, the more you can expect more people will blank out. So, I guess on the con- what else can we do to address it? That's going to be now our end as teachers and parents to say, okay, how are we framing these things, and what kind of pressures and stressors are we putting on our children? Um, and it's hard because we've been through the system. So to us, we look back and we go, yeah, that was pretty hard, but that's what you do as a kid. But <laughs> to them who are deep in the muck right now, it's, it's, it might not look the same way. So, yeah, it's definitely a question we should be asking ourselves as adults in this situation. How can we better frame and model this stuff so kids don't see it as stressors but see it instead as just, I don't know, opportunities, something you do as a kid as opposed to something that you have to do in order to succeed in this world. 